Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from Genesis chapter 1, from which we heard our Old Testament reading this morning. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. This is God's word. On this morning, my goal is to set out to defend the world. It's an ambitious goal, isn't it? I'm not talking defend the world like Superman or Iron Man or someone from a superhero movie. I'm talking defend like, think of like a lawyer. I want to offer a defense of this world in which we live. Because let's face it, this world gets a bad rap. We lament how broken down this world has become. And it's been that way, well, obviously since Genesis chapter 2. It was with good reason that Martin Luther penned the hymn we just sang, From Depths of Woe. I cry to thee. And we know woe, don't we? We know sorrow. We know grief. And yet, God, upon having created the world, he sees it not just as good, but very good. Many of you have heard me say before that when something is repeated in the Bible, this is a very Hebraic way of thinking. The Hebrews use repetition to drive home a point, right? Any of you moms and dads who have heard Baby Shark on repeat for about 50,000 times know that repetition works. Well, the Hebrews, the people of Israel... Knew that long before. And what's the thing that repeats all throughout Genesis chapter 1 about God's creation? At the end of each of the six days in which he actively created something, it says, God saw that it was good. God created light out of nothing and it was good. He separated waters above the waters below, created heaven and said it is good. He brought forth dry land, called it earth and said that it was good. He created all the different animals. He created the sun and the moon to rule the day and the night. And then he created birds and sea creatures and land animals. It's good. It's good. It's good. And then finally, upon creating mankind, male and female, he created them. The Lord God says his creation is very good. With that repetition, if you're a, if you're a person who likes to write notes in their Bible, likes to take a highlighter and highlight certain things, those words... Very good. 
ought to have a big red circle around them. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It is very good. According to the God who made this world, it is good. Despite the pandemics that bring death and division, despite politics where we lament either the rulers we have now or the ones we used to have, Despite economies that fail and school boards that fight with parents and confusion over whether or not men and women are actually men and women, broken families, broken communities, broken churches, broken people, it is very good. Those are God's words, not mine. After finishing, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. So if it is very good, what about all these other things I see? What about the things I just mentioned? Are those things not evil? Am I just supposed to say the world is good? Creation is good? And ignore what I see with my eyes and experience in my life in this world? Actually, I would submit to you that the wickedness, the evil that we do know exists in this world, that wickedness actually confirms the world's goodness. Because we know this is not how things are meant to be. We are not, as the people of God, meant to be at odds with one another. We are not meant to be pushed around and bullied, either by technology, by government, or by other people we meet on a day-to-day basis. We are not meant to get sick, to hurt, to feel pain. We are not meant to live in conflict with the commands God gives us. We are not meant to grieve, to know what death is. That was not how God created us to be. Those things are very, very much evil, wicked. And they are very much there in your life and in mine. In our gospel this morning from John chapter 4, a man approaches Jesus and he has a son. And we could probably relate to this father. He has a son who's hurtling toward death. He's sick. And it seems as though there's nothing to stop him from meeting death far too early. And isn't that how we feel when a child dies? We don't know the age of the man or the son. It could be an adult son. It could be a young son. We don't quite know. But we know he's meeting death. And this father naturally would be filled with grief. And sorrow and pain. And so Jesus speaks to him and says, 
go. Your son will live. And we read, the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. You see, Jesus healed by power of his word. And that word caused faith in the Father. And we read at the end of the text, in all his household, they all believed because of what Jesus did through his word. Do you see what Jesus did through his word? You had a man, a son, we don't know his age, but he's moving toward death. And yet by his word, Jesus stops death in its tracks and sends everything back in the other direction. That son is no longer hurtling towards death, but that son enjoys life because Jesus has that power in his word. Do you notice all throughout that creation account that you heard this morning? And I know it was long, and I know it was a lot to follow. Did you notice that God brought the world into existence by speaking? Let there be light. Let there be an expanse between the waters. Let the dry ground be gathered together. Let there be a light to rule the day and a light to rule the night. Let there be birds, let there be sea creatures, let there be livestock and creatures of the ground. Let us make man in our image. God speaks and things happen. Christ speaks his word as God in human flesh and death is undone. Because you see, God is not content to leave his creation hurtling toward its destruction. He is not content to leave you that way. And so he speaks. He creates. He spoke to little Leon this morning through the waters of baptism. Through that word, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. His name placed on Leon. Leon is now not just Bradley and Hannah's child. He is God's child. That word makes it happen. That word joins Leon and every one of us to Jesus Christ and gives us all that Jesus is and all that Jesus has done. Jesus, the holy, sinless, righteous Lord, is now holy, sinless, and righteous for you and for me. This Jesus, who dies upon the cross for the sins of the world, he has died for you. His blood takes away your sin. You who were once consigned to death, and not just death in the ground, but death that lasts for eternity, it is undone by the word of God spoken through Jesus Christ that gives you his death for you, his resurrection for you. This is all for you 
Because God loves his creation and he loves you. We may have forgotten along the way that humanity, people, were the culmination of God's creation. The jewel of God's creation. It is people God set out to redeem. You are the jewel of God's creation. His most precious possession. You're redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Your sin's taken away. And you know what? The same thing's true of your neighbor. That person you meet, that is someone that God has loved with an eternal, unending love. That person you meet is someone who is redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. God's a God who creates, and he didn't stop creating in the beginning. Creation, actually, if you think about it, it bookends the Bible. Did you know that? We know that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1.1. If you were to open your Bible to the very end of it, to the book of Revelation, there's creation happening there as well in chapters 21 and 22. God creates a new heavens and a new earth. He gathers his people before his throne. In heaven, it's described as being like a garden with a river running through it and a tree of life. Creation at the beginning and creation at the end because God's creation is not just good, It is very good. St. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. In the book of Revelation, that creative work of God is described again when as the new heavens and new earth appear at the very end of time, the Lord God says, Behold, I am making all things new. You made new. Your neighbor made new. All of creation made new. Because it's all very, very good. And the loving Lord who made it is the loving Lord who redeems it. So think on that the next time you're lamenting. Which is good and right to do. To lament that evil is real and before us. And at work against us, the church and the world. Keep in mind that there is a God, the God, the loving, gracious God who never stops creating and still does his very good work 
of redeeming you and all of his people. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.